This week on RSVMV Update, we ride the roller coaster that was 2023, covering everything from Fort 4 and 3 to Necromancy and even Hero Pass. We also touch on graphical updates, quests, and death. We discuss what updates made the year and what their success means for 2024. This is RSBNB Update, episode 966, recorded Friday, December 8th, 2023, The Community Coaster. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of RSBNB Update. This week brings to you RSVMB Update's 2023 Year in Review podcast. And to deliver that fine episode, the fine specimen of an episode to you, we have Tannis, as he's here each and every week. Thank you, Shane. Got a lot to... A big year. Big year. Yeah, it's it's interesting looking at, at kind of like a, like a rundown on this and seeing where we were and where we're at now and, you know... What's maybe to come? But uh, also, Sirion is here, of course. Welcome. Yeah, no. What a what a year indeed. I think maybe not in terms of of updates, but definitely in terms of in general, it's been one of the more eventful years for me. Yeah, yeah, and you know. I, I, I I say that the the year this year closely most closely resembles to is the is the is the pandemic year. No, no, sure, no, not on no. that one. I'm not on that train with you, Shane. This looks like 2015 menopause year. Like there's a lot more here than you remember or than it felt like during at the time. <laughs> But I I I, yeah. I honestly think that is a that's a perfect comparison. I think the Manifold Share had its problems, and I think we are. It was another one of those. It was yeah yeah, and I think I think right now we. I mean, honestly, in the lead up to this, I've been trying to think it too, and like what to cover and what to talk about, and it's been so hard because on the one because there were really two pieces of content this year, right? I, I mean, I think that is underselling the game, right? And I think that is yeah. that is definitely a notion I want to blow straight out from this show, like throughout the next hour and however long we go, um, because I think a lot happened, and I think a lot of good things happened. Okay, that's this good. Year. That's good. Starting it, on a positive um, note, yeah. And I think a lot of good things happened this year that people might not remember this year for that's true this year is going to be remembered um, for two things um and i'm going to say what those are after i thank our uh, experienced here patreon members for which our maybe update would not be possible in this week that's amos reed andrew c drama free jason s jesse w keski ricky a ripeth runestar and the naked captain of course, you'll hear more about our Patreon offerings a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to follow along uh, to watch show notes we have for this update dot show, you can find us in game at Friends Chat Bits Bites and our community di- community Discord is update dot show slash Discord. I am Shane one two zero eight eight. Tannis is at Tannis seventy nine, and Sirion is at Sirion. Too cool for numbers. I'm, I'm 
trying to point somewhere, but it's not working right. But um, what's so? What's he this doesn't year? Know what to do with the fans? No. What's this year going to be remembered for? I, I mean, I, I, if you look at the big bullet points, this year is going to be remembered for two things: necromancy and hero pass. What? No. 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 Okay. What the hell, Shane? I mean, necromancy one, yes. I mean, a skill launch is definitely the highlight of any year that that comes out, right? But Fort 4 and 3, I mean, that those are the two stories of the year. All right, Sirion. Um... I think it depends. I think both answers are correct, in a sense. Uh, if you want to talk about what will have the most impact on the game, I think it is going to be, indeed, Fort Forentry and Necromancy. True. True. Um, because, because the other one's been yeeted because... from the public record, almost. <laughs> yeah, because Hero Pass, I mean... People are making a big deal out of it, and they're gonna redesign it and do it together with the community. But I'm calling it. It's it's gonna come back in some form or another, and it might be called different. It might have some small adjustments to the amount of buffs it has. It might be balanced differently. It might be another color of Yak Track. Just just wait till we get there, guys, because I figured this out. And Sarah, you're right. It is coming back, and I. If there was only a few other things, if they had, if there was one thing, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. There's one thing they could have done different. That would yeah, have but like, September. it's the thing, right? Like, we could say, oh, Hero Pass has a massive, in, uh, like, the fact that the community went and rioted about it and got it out of the game is going to change the course of the future for this game indefinitely. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think you're over. The product team will not let um, that happen, despite how much the community relays that. Right? It it's also learn business people. Yeah. Learn how business works. Learn how the game industry works, right? This shit with these battle passes, it's here to stay. And the reason it's here to stay is because it makes ten times as much money as any other money. It's also really good for I engagement know, when I, you're not putting out new skills. Yeah. But the the lesson to to this, and and I think we see a, I think we see this all over the place in the world. But the player base got hurt by something. You know what? Screw it. Let's right just wrong, start with they, Hero they, Pass. They, they, Let's they just hurt. start with Hero they Pass. They got hurt, right? And because of that, they lashed out, and 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 we lashed out in ways that wasn't productive. I don't think helped, but it was because. They were hurt. Now, I don't think people actually knew what they were, what bothered them so much. And that's how the Pied Pipers took over and created a complete false narrative with some math that didn't exist. But the initial thing, the thing that hurt people was the daily challenges. Siron's always said those need to be reworked. Don't disagree. But combining them, it's what hurt the player base that's what set them on fire and they didn't know it i i i think the exact system if branded as a daily challenge rework and 
not necessarily as tightly integrated in monetization to begin with could be could have been successful i i think it and is and that was your initial reaction when you showed me that post oh i love that yes and i was like and, yes and, please. and that was the most interesting thing is that we were going into hero pass week thinking this was going to be a wonderful update oops well no 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 maybe you did but like oh did you see the writing on the wall but i saw the writing on the wall i was like you didn't tell me that i did i don't remember that but okay oh my goodness i am sure i did because it is like if it's mtx related you know it's gonna be a shit show but having MTX related with taking something out or changing it, yeah, that, that, that was the problem. And yes. and then here we fast forward to Christmas. The Christmas event is tied into daily challenges. But you're not being – but it's not – No, 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 no. The, what I'm saying is that uh, the the fact that the Christmas event – is now tied into daily challenges speaks to how important those daily challenges were. Yeah, I mean, can we just make it a rule that don't take anything away and replace it with MTX? You know what I mean? Like that's is that's just a bad look. Like it's I just. Mean- it, it wasn't replaced with MTX. It was replaced with a system that happened to replace also replace yak track which yeah. was a heavy mtx product i think hero pass was actually less mtx than yak track i mean probably I, I wouldn't i wouldn't disagree with that but the perception of it yeah was not that no. you know Absolutely. what i mean it was also Absolutely. the buffs that did it like the skip clue scroll steps and oh whatnot. my god the buffs who cares I, I, right. I and know that, yeah. This was the most controversial opinion I had, is that the buffs were the thing I was looking most forward to. It was, yes. No. And it's the thing that will be, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, that will be monetized at some point in this game, no matter how hard Well, they've been, they've been kind of flirting fight. with it, too, this year, right? With the Golden Cape Hunt, with the uh, Halloween yeah. event, with... The Vorkath event, you know, they're getting us used to these kind of little buffs that are being put on our character, and then at some point it'll come through a system like Hero Pass, like some other monetization scheme, maybe. Hey, here's a hot yeah. take. I'd rather have those on double XP weekends. Well, you're you're in luck because I think we're gonna end up with a double XP token. I mean where like, you I do think, your, I, I, where you get your where you get a token and you decide I'm having 48 hours of double yeah. XP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and make it, make it come yeah. out of um, uh, Hero Pass Dollar Shop Hero Pass. Sorry, because it's not actual Hero Pass. Um, do yeah, like this is so common among MMO games. Yeah, and and see the interesting thing about all of this is that there was that community reaction and response to it from CM and the sense that the community got and has been running with since October has been that Jagex has said, yes, we hear you. We're not doing this. That's what, that's the impression people are under right now. Yeah. And, 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 and my, 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 my idea behind that is how long does that last? 
and how long are they able to, in effect, keep the product team away from coming up with the next generation of it? Because I think every premier club going back X amount of years has had some kind of premium mm-hmm. event access, and this is the first one that doesn't, and that leaves a huge gap in the premier offering. So are they going to you know, put something in for that in the new year at some point? I don't know. Hard to I, say. I don't think they ever said, though, that they wouldn't go back to something more akin to the to a yak track or look i think you could have even gotten obviously you can never call it hero pass right like we could never call it you can't have the word pass in it but it but we guess what we still got squeal right all the same we call it a treasure chest and it's still the same same thing we we could you could have a hero pass i think as long as it wasn't connected to something you know like daily challenges i mean i i the problem is it's such a natural fit right if i were to play the game i want to do my daily challenges and if those daily challenges happen to also contribute to my battle pass system that's kind of what you want right because otherwise i need to grind Mm -hmm. two different things every day so you can't disconnect them. But I feel. you so we could leave them how they are, right? And just you could just have them as counting towards the pass. I, I think would, if that I had would, been done. I would replace the week. I would replace the weekly track because who cares? I don't. But know. But the that's thing the is, thing right now, you are speaking yeah. from this as from a pure design perspective and a way the design and product teams could interact with that. I don't think the regular players understand that based on what I saw. I don't think that's what they want. I don't think they want to go that way. I don't I think that the RS3 community is at a point right now where if there's any other further push towards the monetization side, it would in effect spur a reaction similar to what would happen if the old school RuneScape team decided to monetize old school RuneScape. I mean, but, but I what you're then saying, Ooh, what bad. you're then saying, is that the community right now is holding the game hostage because the game needs to make money, right? We have seen, like, over the past few months, all these layoffs at all these studios yeah. under Embracer Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Jagex does not seem to be affected yet, but we are in an economic downturn. And those kind of things ripple throughout the economy. Exactly. In the games when industry, but a game. When a game stops being profitable, right? I you guys give them way too much credit. Who? Any company, for that matter. Like, but, do you think you think if they're make with their it, MTX money, they're hiring no, more no, developers? No, 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 no. It, it's an do? economic no. link that if there is a downturn spurred by Embracer's multi-billion-dollar mess up. And that's going to ripple throughout all the companies that they own. That is then going to spill over to the other game dev companies out there. But I don't think... Okay, but I don't think anyone was saying no more monetization. Unless that was something that I didn't pick up on. I don't think anyone was trying to push that point. I think that's the logical end goal of where where they went with that. But they, but we accepted it until until a point, right? So there has, so there is something with that particular product 
And I think it was the daily challenges that made it different. But going forward, I wouldn't see any reason that we can't have any kind of monetization. No, I mean, like Yak Track was fine when it was in, right? I think people accepted Yak Track. I don't think they're going to accept any further monetization push for RS3. Uh, despite, but, well, I, but ironically, right? They accepted Yak Track after not accepting Moon Pass. True, <laughs> that's true. Details, Sirion. Details. <laughs> but I, 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 Yak Track was basically Moon Pass. Yeah, except it, we put like a, 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 a cute yak. furry animal on it because yeah. if there's a cute furry animal on it, we all yeah, like it. Yeah, but but I do agree with the point that. The game's in a position now, you, you call it held hostage if you want, where if there is need for a, a future monetization scheme, they're not going to be able to do it. Without I mean, there's, significant a, there's, blowback. A, there's, there's a trend here, right? There's a trend here. Squeal of Fortune, people hated it. Yeah. Treasure Hunter was okay. They just put a pretty woman there. <laughs> Moon Pass, they hated it. Hero Pass, they liked it. Just put a cute furry animal there. So I think we know what they need to do to fix Hero Pass. Just put something there that people want to look at. Uh, a cute furry animal, or a, a cute a furry hot, animal. A hot furry woman, or what? What, what are we? Where are we going with? <laughs> I don't know, but you they see, can, they, can, they, they they can do, they can they can do the target audience research and figure out what they want to see, and then just put it there and problem solved. Yeah, and the interesting part is, is that this happened in September. Yet it feels like it was so long ago and took up the entire year. But there's still nine months worth of content that we have to go through. So I'm going to ask for, you know, are there any other points on Hero Pass before before we go on? Because I think I mean, I, I benefit of hindsight, it's clear I, I where wanna, things go. I want to wrap it up because we started there because we were saying, what are the two things this year we'll be remembered for? <laughs> and I said, in the game Impact, it's those two. It's Fort Forentry. And it is necromancy, but I think the hero pass uh, is what is going to ripple out more in the community, yeah. the yeah. trust, yeah. and everything that yeah. is around the game. Um, I have noticed this in my own behavior. I have noticed this in the people around yeah. me. Uh, yeah. You can notice it in player numbers. Just saying. Um, <laughs> just don't look at the player graphs around that time. Um, it's a bit, a little bit messy, um, but that's the thing, right? Like that, and that I think shows how making a good game is important, but running the game is maybe even more important. Um, and I'm very curious to see how that is going forward. I, I don't know. I have, the, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I have this uncomfortable feeling that everybody is pretending. We're fine, but everybody is like this is like family dinner, yeah. right? Where everybody yeah. is silently eating and looking, looking angry at each other, and someone's like, "How was your day?" Like, "It was great." How is yours, right? Like that's like like everybody's just angry yeah. with each other. Like and I not said, talking. like I said, we're we're snapping right back to where we were in September, well, October, with the next monetization update that comes out. Perhaps, but let let's in, let me help us end on a positive note when it comes to this i think something good did come out of it and i'm not talking about the creators that jumped ship but i'm talking about the players who for the first time gave 
OS a legitimate look and try, not because they hated Hero Pass so much, but because they were just fed up with everything RS3 related, right? Like, and they needed a break. If anything, I think it showed that this is one RuneScape more than any other time yeah. since the inception yeah. of old school. Yeah. I feel now like I'm just picking whatever version I want rather than being in a mm-hmm. camp. Right. That and we had always been in. And and that that and that very aspect helped me get over the whole old school thing. And that happened when I went to RuneFest. And hopefully, like you're saying, that happened for many other people this fall. So but there were yeah yeah but in the end in the end i think we can summarize it as what we have talked about what has happened i think what needs to go next is we need to to have the community and jaggers go to couples therapy i think that's they need to talk it out and hopefully the discussion (laughs) and the co-design on the daily challenges uh, no maybe we just need to bring in some other games you know just to just to keep Won't anybody think of the children? (laughs) There were other updates this year. Big systems updates, aside from necromancy. And we'll just run through some of these quickly. Uh, The Death Cost rework was the first update of the year. Dude, I came in and saw that. I was like, I can't believe I did not remember this. It, it, It was so big like how did something that big i totally forgot like, about it this made it so that with you know r- relatively run-of-the-mill tier 90-ish pvm gear if i died i was paying at most 65 70k per death which wasn't the case before mm. you, you know think thinking back of it what i am really disappointed about is that we never really got any follow-up right we never really got information on did this actually achieve the goals that it wanted to achieve well i th- I think inflation Me. is down you think inflation is down okay yeah. Yeah, i mean it's I, hard, I, hard to say like um, just in terms of looking at the cost of everything in terms of raw materials and whatnot and how uh money has its value and i feel like the cost of things has come down through a combination of the death cost rework the grand exchange fee the max cash update and actually, believe it or not, necromancy by making necromancy uh, one of the best combat styles out there. That has, in turn, pushed the value of everything else down. And when you do that in concert with removing GP from the economy with death costs and max cash update and the grand exchange fee, I think the economy as a whole, as a result of this trio, is in a better spot than it was back in January. Okay, but how is the balance between... And then this is always something that that has bothered me to no ends, is that traditionally PVM has been more profitable than either skilling or even doing clues, let's be honest. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, still. Uh, that's, 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 still that's still the case. Uh, that's, okay. I, I, I always deemed that acceptable because PVM came with a risk involved. <laughs> And now I feel because that that's been pulled equal. I don't know. I I don't know. It, it feels a little bit silly. Um, 
I did the tax feels bad as well sometimes. It's a fee. It's a fee. Yeah. I think fee. I could fix it, Sirion, if if you just give me the dual arena back and give me the tax there. We can pull out all the cash, all the economy we need to. We could keep tough costs low. We could do it, guys. We could do it. He just wants the sand casino back. I just believe in taxing vice, right? I mean, don't take it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but like I said, big systems update went off relatively well without a hitch. Uh, max cash update is something that made things purchasable on the GE that weren't before. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, overall, this is one of the quiet success stories of the year. I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also had Jagex accounts reaching uh, full dominance this year with uh, the ability to add all of our accounts to it and uh, two-factor authentication and just tie everything nicely together. They saw that through as a as a product of the login lockout, which was it. It which doesn't. Was feel super impactful no no it doesn't because I, I i guess it's just because you don't switch characters very often you know like you'll be might work on one work on another but yeah not as impactful as i thought it would be the big thing it did to me is it was it brought a lot of the the backbone to the modern world right like the old system the old login screens, that entire thing, it just felt Jank. ancient. Yeah, ancient. that's true. Yeah. Um, like, like, people didn't know well, this. It was ancient. Like, people didn't know this. People were trying to put in um, special characters and uppercase characters in their old RuneScape passwords. It didn't support either of those. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. And for people who have, have, you know, written at least a basic... Uh, user authentication model before you know exactly what that means I'm not yeah. going to say what I'm thinking of right now on here but if if you know you know what that meant and that's why moving to Jagex accounts was such a big big deal this year so in any case should we get on to the skilling the skilling piece of content of the year which one Fort 4 and 3 Oh, another yeah. thread that ran I, I, throughout I, I, the entire I, 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 year. I thought you were going to talk about something else. Oh, Fort Four and Three. That wasn't the scaling update, wasn't it? That was that was just questing. No, Fort Four and Three brought in a new construction <laughs> training method. Um, Fort Four and Three was all of it. It was QL, QLL. It was uh, skilling. It was questing. It was modern, I think, RuneScape storytelling, right? Yeah. And how and, content's going to be done. And and that's what we walk away with from this is that quests that are delivered in small bite-sized fashion, like TV shows, that if you glue all of the quests from this year together, you get one or two uh, large master quests, whereas all these were, you know, completable in, in, in largely under an hour to varying degrees of success. Um, based on based on, of course, who you talk to and whatnot, and, and what their preferences in questing are. Um, they were appropriate. So, I mean, I would not call them that. The, they were quest. Like in my book, they were quest. Like 
Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think the interesting perspective comes in on this, especially from doing some of the quests back from the golden age of questing. I need to be 100% real with you guys. Those quests from the golden age of questing that everybody always talks about, those were RuneScape's fetch quests. Yeah, I... <laughs> I I I have not made up my mind yet how I think like what I think of the the new quests we saw like the trend we saw in quests this year is that we never got just a quest right the quests mm-hmm. I mean I have just finished uh, the Battle of Forentry and it's a tutorial it, it's an introduction uh, to Vorkav it's a tutorial yeah um with a with our with our you know underground prison yeah, before those... thrown into it. And and and, and, of, and necromancy no. does the same, right? Where a lot of the quests tie into unlocking and explaining a new part of the skill. And and that's and exact get, that's exactly where I went on the podcast. And I'm appreciative of the fact that we're getting more quests. But it feels a little bit like we are just tying the quest to some existing piece of content because that's the only way we'll get them. But the existing persistent piece of content often needs a lot of dev attention as well. So the quests tend to be... I don't want to say bland. I think that that is that is a nasty word, but they lack some... Depth. Yeah, they lack the depth of the well, of the of the sixth age and Elder God Wars quests. Well, of course they did. I mean, those. But look how long those took. And do we want to be in that kind of a situation? I don't. Know. I think there's a, a difference between. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. And I don't want to go super deep, but I think for. The size that these quests are, like, let's look at the foreign, uh, the fort series, right? Yeah, because they're very, they're different, right? Like, I feel like the fort series is a lot better. It only has one quest, like what you're talking about, Sirion. Yeah. Whereas uh, the necromancy had a lot of tutorial quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, had, like sure, three sure, of them. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, my problem, I think, with the fort series is that it tried to, like, there were so many characters involved right um it was it uh, ancient awakening i think where before you went to ungal you have to go and basically visit all the characters that you have talked to in the quest series before and it felt like a massive to-do list and that to me felt a little bit awkward and like if you think about tv series there's like a smaller focus cast typically that you focus on and yeah. that it it felt a little bit too unfocused. It felt like it wanted to involve a few too many characters, and I think it would have been better if they had stuck, like maybe with just the two or three of them, like the Raptor, the Raptor. and Aster. Yeah, the Raptor yeah. and Aster, right? Yeah. Make those the two characters, and the rest is support staff. Like, don't okay, and Princess, Princess can join. I, princess also Princess. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, that was the real star of the show, uh, but. That that to me felt, uh, yeah. So which one of these quests do you think then was the was the was the star? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, murder on the border. That, that was, was the murder one, right? The, the murder mystery, yeah. 
the clue. I would actually agree with that because um, if you know, you know, and I cannot stand what they did with the Raptor. So I, I think it makes am, sense after after the you know the how Queen Elamuria was portrayed in Garden of Tranquility and whatnot. Yeah, um, this is why we can't have nice things. But Murder on the Border was kind of cool. It was kind I, of like cool. It was the only quest <laughs> of the entire series. No, but like, mm. like, like, New Foundations was an intro to the fort. It's essentially built the fort. It's a mini quest, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it murder, murder on the border, actual quest liked it and then unwelcome guests and dead and buried that all felt a little bit that was to build the slayer stuff <sighs> build up build up just introduce like just reasons yeah, to add more guest, that was kind of questy right like introducing zamorigal back and yeah ancient awakening mm-hmm. was the most questy i guess that's true in terms of the raptor reveal mm-hmm. yeah so, so. Or was it Dead and Buried that revealed? That was Dead and Buried that okay. had the reveal. Dead and Buried had the Raptor reveal, and that's when we got the mid. Is that when we got the mid-season break when we got Necromancy? I think so. Yeah, um, because uh, yes, Dead and Buried yes. came out in July, so that would have been right yeah. before Necromancy. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think overall the story is not bad, and I don't want to say the quests are bad. But the pacing and the fact that it's so in, like I would, I would have liked if they had uncoupled the quests a little bit. Yeah, and 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 this was and this was my thing too is that each of these quests on their own, in terms of implementation, graphics, there were no bugs, and how they flowed as quests, great, exactly what you'd expect, right? Mm -hmm. But they were not in the vein of the traditional RS quest. They were not in the vein of the typical Sixth Age quest. They were different. They were quest-supporting content. Mm-hmm. But do you think that that's because like, they're realizing that they get zero replayability out of quest? Yeah. It's got the lowest engagement of everything. So in order to keep them going, like yeah. in the beginning, they're tying them with, yeah. with content. It 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 to me is staggering because if you combine this with our hero pass discussion, right, it feels like the decisions that are being made on what content we're seeing on RS is what ends up giving the most money. Um Right now, short term. It's right. very, and, it's very, and, it's a very short term thinking. And 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 that's. And I look and I look at the content that old school is getting. And I'm like this, this, this is retention. This is longevity. This is bringing old pieces of content up to par again, so people go and play it. This is adding new quests that are actually pretty awesome. They got Desert Treasure two this year. Who imagine what a yeah. imagine what a show this would be. If he were talking about Desert Treasure 2 this year. And and that's what I said after each one of these quests. I like this quest. I like the way it interacted with the content. But what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing a slimming down of quests in service of content that I don't know leave space for those kind of huge epic quests that you were just talking about. 
Yeah. I don't even need the huge epic quests. That's the ironic right, thing, and, right? And I mean, even something in between that's not necessarily tied to it, right? Yeah, like, like what was the Valentine's quest we got at some point? Like the Stealer of Hearts? Heart Stealer. Heart Stealer. That was, I'm going to say it, a better quest than all of the six fort quests. Well, good thing the fort had other redeeming qualities. Woodcutter's Grove. <laughs> Dude, it has all kinds of redeeming qualities. You remember how many yeah. times we were told we could not have a new hatchet because of legacy code, tech debt, and all that spaghetti mm-hmm. stuff? It's funny how that can get figured out when you want it to be figured out. <laughs> yeah, no. Like if, I just want to say, if necromancy made. did not exist, Woodcutter's Grove would be my update of the year. Mm-hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts on that. I mean, like the ore box, the wood spirits, the Encando mm-hmm. hatchet. All we need now for the full woodcutting rework is to make trees so they don't deplete like they yeah, did with it. the ore. That's all we need. Yep, that's it. And they did that, that in the old school. Touch. Maybe they could look at the at the old school code and bring some of that over. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, but you're you're right. That and and not. I mean, not just woodcutter's groove. I mean, that by far is the standout of it. But what I think is is overlooked more than anything is it it it's, it's central hub quality. There, it's the scaling hub that people always wanted. Fort four and three, and people have been clamoring for that max guild update. Whereas has the more Ford than the max delivers ever. more than the max guild ever had. Oh, way more. I mean, you have you have a place to do your smithing. You have a place to check your machines. Herblore. You have a place to do herblore. <laughs> you have a place cooking. to range. You got a place for fletching. You got a place. It's it's got everything. But the other things that that I mean, the standout things for me. Are like you can check your um you can check your miscellanea you can check your anachronia you can you, all those other things that where you used to have to kind of go all around the world and travel and you know it's it's nice to be right there in the fort you can check all that stuff some of that stuff is stuff that I would I don't even do because I don't want to be bothered but if I'm at the fort I'll go check it it's like oh well, I'm right here. Like and to me that is one of the like just hidden jewels of the of the fort four and three of Yeah, and, and, and so with that maybe it maybe it wasn't about the quest in the end. No, no it I mean wasn't. it was support. <laughs> the it quest wasn't. Was support. It wasn't, but yeah. like and this is the ironic thing. We we've for a long time we have measured the number of quests that yeah. were released per year. Yeah. If you look benchmark. at all the quests this year, mm-hmm. right? Besides the uh, like the holiday event, uh, we can talk about that separately. There were the five necromancy quests and the six fort quests. Well, what do you guys want? Jeez, it sounds like they're giving you all kinds of quests. We want elemental workshop part two. We want puzzles in the realm of um, of the of the light puzzle. We want. Desert Treasure 2, we want the Gnome Finale. Every one of those hurt me in some way, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, no. but, but, but I do agree that the Ford is, is in the end, a skilling update. Uh, I think they added overall a few really cool things. Yeah. Um, 
I don't care much for the Slayer editions, but no. I think um, the, the construction stuff was great. The woodcutting stuff was great. And remember how and, we got the construction stuff? I think it was Mod Jack that said initially yeah. they were planning that you would build the buildings once, and that would be it. And they knew the players would want to keep rebuilding them. The XP, when they were first added, not that great. A couple months later, they up the XP, and the fort buildings become a legit construction training method. And I love, that, Sorry, love the new planks. Love the new planks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that above, above the surface world construction training that they had yes. been wanting to get into the game for that, so and, long. And for people who remember yeah. 2003, that's exactly what Andrew Gower wanted construction, or carpentry as it was called back then, to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 look, I have all kinds of things where I'm like, I wish there was also this, and I wish they had done it like that. But on the whole, I think it's such a solid piece of content. And you know, I I, I wish there were more, was more customization because it's that's solid because you built it that way by hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's and I I I like that. I like getting things in the game, getting access to things in the game that you have worked for. It's about time I get the respect and the title I deserve, too, around this place. I've been saving people for years, and they're just now recognizing... World Guardian wasn't enough for you? No, I want... They no land come with World Guardian. Like, I want want a title. (laughs) I want land. I want to be a nobility. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But no, this is... For me, this was my... This was my favorite update of the year. It it's useful for uh an you know a max player like myself and even more useful for someone coming still coming up. Yeah. Like yeah. I when I was using a second account, like, oh man, the fort's it's the best. You could do everything. Like you know how far how spread out some of these things are in, oh, in yeah. the world. It, where the fort just brings in the bank chest next to the cookie. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of other places where you can do that in the world. So it's even more useful, like, the lower your level is. Yeah, that's true. And so that's why you called it a sleeper. Go ahead, Sirian. We, we've now had over the year fort as sort of focus, focal point of all the updates. All, yeah. Most of the quests were around it. The scaling updates were around it. It's now sort of wrapped up with the Battle of Fort Forentry. It's sort of done. I think this marks the end of it, if I understand correctly. That means next year, new year, new chances. Would you? What do you guys think of they pick like another focal point like that? Like, how would that look, and would it work if they did this like a new thing each year? Yeah. Yeah, I would be totally. I would up be for down it, for but that. Didn't they say it was a two-year? Yeah, thing the storyline is going to continue into the next oh year. Oh my god! So the storyline, because after, but I ran out of space for my building. I know, I know. I, I don't. I, like, I think we're done building the fort, but that storyline with Moya and Bill Rock is definitely going to continue. Right. Yeah. Well, Zamorigo has to escape from the fort. He's going to set up shop in Fremenig. We'll have to free him. They're going to have to cede some territory to us for um, in exchange to whoop him again. 
and then we'll have um and then we'll be like the u.s and we'll just put bases all over gilinor wherever the hell we damn well please how about that <laughs> all right so i guess i guess we have that to look forward to yeah but but no i i definitely expect there where to be... do we where, where 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 do we put our nukes right Candoran. <laughs> yeah exactly um, straight at Camelot. <laughs> all right, so before we get too far down the track here and talk about Vorkath and necromancy and all that, I just want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters for this episode. For the for the last regular time of this year, I'd like to thank Alvaro L., Amos Reed, Andrew C., Arvidzel, Chilbura, Dominic R., Drama Free, Duramax, Free Milk, Gila Fleur, Jacob G., Jade Gizmo, Jason S., Jeebus, Jesse W., Kesky, Lemon Lodge, Ling01, Nate the Great, Parnassius, Renhawk, Ricky A., Ripeth, Runestar, Samuel F.L., Scott D.S., Shirtpants, The Naked Captain, The Dabbing Goat, Tim, Tom V., Ukulele Steve, Zant, and Zazacon. A big, huge thank you to each and every one of you and everybody who has supported RSBNB Update over the year. It means the world to us. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, check us out at patreon.com slash rsbnb where for as little as a dollar a month you can gain access to a back catalog of monthly bits or bonus shows as we call them we do have the one that came out in december about runescape's graphical future we have one coming out in january just a couple weeks from now about slayer tasks and which slayer tasks are the best think of it as another one of our world famous tier lists this time hot or not slayer tasks and with that you can pair it with of course the daily scape tier list the pvm boss tier list the skill tier list and so many others and and a wide selection of monthly bits too all available for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash rsbnb and, and of course with that you also uh, get the satisfaction of helping support rsbnb update throughout the year we also do have an option uh with our vip tier for three dollars a month where you receive a special vip rank on our discord gain access to a chat channel and get a special rank and you also get high quality stereo versions of the podcast each and every week and if you want to give the ultimate gift perfect thing to start up with for 2024 we have our insider chair where you receive a shout out on the podcast each and every week and gain exclusive access to the outtakes we use to make the clip show at the start of the year and of course all of this and more can be found at patreon.com slash rsbnb and a big big huge thank you to everybody who supports the podcast via patreon you guys mean the world to us and we couldn't do it without you thanks so much before we before we move too far away from the fort i do want to mention the vorkath and zemmer eagle boss fight because that was part of the year as well and for from the, the fact that this content is only weeks old at the time we're recording this makes me want to let this stew for just a little while longer but the sense that i got from this boss fight is that this was a boss fight designed for the entry to mid-level pvmers with hard mode put on top and i feel like that's been one of the greatest misconceptions in the community is that every boss fight needs to continually push the envelope with new tier 95 gear, the hardest challenges, so on and so forth. And there needs to be room, in my in my view, for this mid-level range of PVM, which I think Vorkath and Zemmer Eagle did just fine, minus a couple of teething issues that were patched out in the first week and a bit. Well, as I've often said, Shane, you can look at the scaling community if you want to see how this works. And not every update we get is for 120s and post-99s. Yes. 
So I know, guys, it's hard when you get an update and it doesn't directly affect you. But it is kind of how the game goes. And no, I, I look, I, I kind of like this as a combat encounter. So I, th- just that in of itself tells me that like legit PVMers probably hate it because I can do it. But you know, I get it. Like it's it's not fun when you and it was also living up to Vorkath and old school RuneScape as well, which it didn't meet. Which it never could have done. Yeah. It never could have done that. Yeah. Oh. But. Um, speaking of, uh, of combat and PVM, the other, the other central thread this year, necromancy. The first new combat skills in summoning. And a lot of us were asking why. And I go back a year, Tannis, a year ago, at this point in time, he said, I don't need this. I'm not playing this. Yeah. How, how the do hype, you... the hype won, and I played this, and I believed in this, and it's a tell of one skill, but a tell of two experiences. It is fun, and it is enjoyable, and I enjoy the content. It changed nothing when it comes to the combat for me which is what I kept trying to tell myself was not going to happen. Sarah, on the other hand, knew it was going to happen, kept saying it was going to happen, and I'm like, no, no. It's not purple magic. And I got purple magic. But it's okay. It's fun. It's easy to do big numbers with it. I want to hear Sirion's thoughts on necromancy now that we have it. What more is there to be said than <laughs> I've said on on Necromancer Review episode? Honestly, I has has your opinion at all changed <sighs> since then? No, I've barely played since. Uh, it it just it's not drawing me back in. It's just not drawing me back in. Um, I mean, I used it for the Vorkaf encounter because it's convenient. It happens to be what I equipped. Happens to be the combat gear that I've worked to get myself. I like that. I like the self-sufficiency that's involved in necromancy. Mm-hmm. I like how little it relies on the drops and uh, RNG, which people know I have a reputation for RNG, absolutely hating my ass. Um, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's what I like about necromancy. I can sort of it's 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 my thing. It's still combat, and I've never liked combat. I respect how people have learned um, the quirks of the combat system. Uh, I have respect for people who enjoy getting really good at it. I do not. I respect that people see a new challenge in necromancy. I understand that they enjoy that adrenaline works differently and there's necrosis and there's different stacks. I find it one big confusing mess because the UI is problematic and it should never have shipped with the bad UI that it did. 
Well, the very fact you have people using Alt-1 plugins to show Necrosis and Souls speaks volumes to that, right? I It is it is genuinely tempting for me that if I ever wanted to do more PVM with Necromancy than Slayer, essentially, um, I, I almost feel it's a must. And I think that's a... That shows a flaw, and the fact that that doesn't get addressed as a priority by the game shows to me that they have already passed on from necromancy. And 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 see, that's the thing that that interests me the most about this is that you know it would have been engine work to add in a soul tracker, add in a necrosis tracker. And to you know, better telegraph where where those sorts of extra resources are going, but they didn't. And I don't know, you know, how much extra work it would have been if it was a case of not um, meeting the time commitment on that. But you know, one interesting thing, and I and I plan to ask him about this at some point. Ask Maud Ryan about this. Is that part of the combat beta that he's working on has a new little bar that'll appear above your action bar? to show when you're channeling an attack. And I'm like, okay, if that's happening there, maybe something like that could be done with Necrosis or Souls and the like to kind of, you know, paint a picture of, of where you're at. And I want to, you know, in a way, provide a bit of a different story about Necromancy because you guys feel that it really didn't change the change the combat system for you. And I And I get that. I get that. But I think the one thing Necromancy did and did really well was provide an on-ramp to PVM and combat for people who wanted that. As in, if you wanted to start learning how to do PVM and combat, there was no better time than Necromancy with all of the armors that you would make leveling up. With the Hermod boss fight and later on the Raziel boss fight, both of which start in story mode and it can be progressed up to their full normal modes after that. And with that, necromancy is powerful enough through the conjures, through the abilities, to be able to go out and do reaper tasks and pretty much kill anything uh, in-game. And there was a point in time where necromancy was far, 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 far above all of the other combat styles in terms of the amount of DPS that it was would push out and they adjusted that largely by way of tweaking the conjures. But I still think that core necromancy story of making combat more accessible, not for everybody through, you know, just how the game engine works, but just by in effect, making it a more gradual climb up rather than the, the climb that magic Molly and ranged had. And I know what the next big question is about this if they did this with necromancy, why didn't they just do this with the legacy combat styles to begin with? And now we're seeing them do that in the combat beta. Well, I think that's that, the true story of necromancy. Yeah, I I, I disagree because that I'm okay. I'm going to sound very gaslighty here. Uh, I, I I disagree because I didn't experience it that way. Is not a good argument. I accept that. I disagree because. I, it introduces so many. Like, I think a lot of the meta we see right now around necromancy 
has been developed by and is used by people who were already intricately familiar with the tick system and, and that's with the acting, yes with all of the equations that were already in the game in the end necromancy wasn't different enough it was too much purple magic for me to be really that transformative and and see that's the thing i don't consider myself somebody who needed that on ramp i consider myself somebody who has killed all of the bosses in game, yeah. some of the more difficult ones, hundreds yeah. of times, that the step into necromancy was easy for me, so it just made sense. And I don't know what yeah. it's like for somebody who has done, you know, maybe only a handful of Reaper tasks before, doesn't well, think in ticks and whatnot. I mean, for me, ironically, the story of necromancy is everything other than the actual combat is where necromancy shined. Um, you know, yeah, it's a, some of the quests were just tutorials, but it was a fun, interactive, kind of immersive story. I liked the setting. I liked, loved the armor system. Absolutely loved it. Best thing to come Can out. Can we all agree that the armor system then was something that everybody likes, whether or not you like the combat? Sirion, you good for that? Yeah, no, I the combat system... <sighs> As much as I hate it being forced into doing next, I think it's a good thing, ultimately. <laughs> no, because it it, 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 it it forces you to do challenges that are level yeah. appropriate. Hey, we still got to go to Ambassador at some point. Yeah. No, I first got to get 90 Necromancy oh, okay. at some point. <laughs> but, but all the stuff around it was really fun and really awesome, and I don't know. Maybe having the best way to level up a combat skill as being a skilling method. I was going to go there next to rituals. It might have told us something (laughs) if we've been paying attention. Because we didn't know this in the first week, but literally your best bet for training necromancy is the tutorial area to 30. Go kills like, I don't know, shadow warriors or something. Or no, sorry, not Shadow Warriors, uh, Ghosts or something like that to level 40. Go pick up Rituals until you get enough souls for the first couple quests. Go back to combat till level 70, and then just do Rituals all the way to 120 after that. And that's what it turned out to be. I mean, to me, rituals should have been the pro- should have merely been the production aspect of the skill, like the artisan part of the skill. Um, you know, along with making armor or whatever, that kind of stuff. But there was the rituals. And it ended up being like the training method, which was really surprising. I, I, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and, you know, there's also an untold story there about the... Um about the random events, how they had to be, you know, toned down to a point where they were able to be interacted with in that first couple of weeks there. And our general sense is that initially the random events were designed to have negative um, negative aspects to them if you didn't interact with them, and that was scrubbed uh, shortly before launch. It would be yeah, it would have been terrible. So, I mean. I, I still think necromancy made PVM easy for anybody who wants to do it and to learn the tick system. Which, I think it made it easier for people it that made could it, already okay, it made do it. Okay, it made it easier, 
but I don't think it brought the tra- kind of transformational change that the both of you have talked about. I mean, I, I hated to be the party pooper head of launch. I hadn't, didn't have high expectations and I tried to hype myself up and I was disappointed. And and we were that, also hoping it would be another archaeology too. I I know that I know that um, it wasn't going to be archaeology because that was just a perfect storm. Special, yeah. 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 So what do we think? What do we think? What's the bigger update of the year? Necromancy or Fort 4 and 3? Because those are the two big, you know, like if we're going to group the year into polls, those are the two big bipolar Impact aspects on the game. Yeah. If that if that's the you know if that's what we're judging it against, then it has to be necromancy. Serion. I mean, it it it, it it's a you you cannot fault necromancy for being the biggest skill because you know it's a fourth combat style. Yeah. <laughs> So that so that's bigger than Fort Four and Three then just by the nature of you know, it's a new combat yeah. style. Not only a new combat skill, but a new combat style. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Fort was better executed. Yep. That's interesting I because I don't see looking back, you know, aside from the things that we've just talked about, I don't see that many, you know, execution pitfalls in necromancy. What does it deliver? It delivers a make-your-own-army path. And magic that looks purple. What does it truly transform? I mean, it looks like magic, but at the same time... It's not using magic spells. No. uses the magic uh, Tsar Cape, because they stole the color purple, but... No, but like, what... Truly, what's the truly okay? A new take to accuracy, a new take to adrenaline, a new take to resource management. Yes, it took all that, but it lacks UI, it lacks the freshness that was promised to necromancy. So, I don't think necromancy is bad. I don't even think that the choices they made on what to include in necromancy is bad, but actually. Execution-wise, on what they actually delivered. Well, here's the, not, he, okay. I'll, I'll let you finish your thought. I didn't want to cut it's you. Not off, polished. Okay. It's not polished. Okay. Polished. Um, look at it this way, though. If you take a ranged melee or magic action bar, and you just throw stuff on the bar, there's a bajillion different ways to make a bar that doesn't work. Whereas with necromancy, if I put the basics on there and then I just press other buttons, I'm going to have a functional bar. All right, so it delivers on that. Is that the only thing it does? No, I think from that you get a combat system, and this goes back to the failings of EOC, you get an action bar system that's easier to work around. Okay, so they managed to... I mean, the fact that we had pretty significant... Balancing rounds implies the opposite, but 
Okay, fine. Only to the let's say, let's let's say they nailed the combat design of this skill. That's lacking UI. Yes, I will give you that. There is the fact that the best training method is a skilling method, which I think is not is a polish issue. It's not a design issue. It's a polish issue. The UI of the rituals themselves is awkward and clunky. All of these things we talked about in the week after. The skill wasn't finished. I'm gonna I'm gonna grant you that sure, there is a foundation there that is perhaps really solid, but it needed more time in the oven. Yeah, and... doesn't suffer from this as much. Right. Was it perfect? No. But what came out was pretty damn solid and very playable. Fair. But what if... And and this might not be my biases creeping in. You guys know I hate Slayer. You guys know I don't like grinding one combat creature forever. And maybe that's why I like the fact that, that, that rituals were Necromancy's main training method. Well, I'm the skiller, and I mean, I don't, I, I, but it doesn't make sense. It it shouldn't be that way. Even though I would rather skill than do combat any day of the week, a combat skill should not get its XP from skilling. That's it's it's just weird. Yeah, and. I, I feel like that's one of the big lingering questions that really wasn't answered is, you know, why why do rituals give so much XP? Why are rituals such a main way of training combat in necromancy, right? I don't know that I that mean, was ever yeah. answered. And and I, I and honestly, I didn't do it that way. Like I I trained in my in my Slayer dungeon because Rituals were always hard and clunky for me to do anyway, so I did them enough to get the thresholds that I needed, but it was never preferred. So, um, you know, I feel like I, w- I was doing it as intended, but boy, what a penalty I, I would have, you know, that I, I took That's by yeah. using yeah. combat in a combat skill to level up combat. <laughs> it, could it, and this, I'm I'm almost finished here i don't know if you guys are on necromancy but could it be that we're missing a piece of the puzzle and that we don't understand why rituals were made to be the best in terms of xp could we be missing a a piece of the puzzle on that i'll give you everything else that you've said so far both of you oh i'm sure i'm missing a few pieces of the puzzle i mean i don't know what they are though because they're missing <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> could be <laughs> Uh, plus one. Nothing to add to that. <laughs> okay, but but can we can we at least agree coming out of this that necromancy is not bad? No, I don't think it's bad. Okay, good. It just you know it's that thing. It it nothing is fundamentally going to change. <laughs> and even though. I I think I did know that deep down. I did not want to believe that. I wanted to believe that it was going to change, that it was going to right. make combat and and that's the biggest thing. Like like when you say nothing is going to change, I have this picture in my head of the tick system and the grid by grid nature, where you have an attack mm-hmm. coming for you, and it's not clear how to how to get rid of that. 
I mean, well, it it's clear never... now that we're never going to get rid of it. No, I mean, I, that was clear to me before Necromancy, right? It was never going to be that transformative. But they did promise a better ramp up, a better learning experience, and just overall a more pleasant system. And that I don't think right because and 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 to put and to put you in that in that category, um, you're not dumb by any stretch of the imagination. And I. Sure. When when we would talk about necromancy stuff, I would kind of say, do this, this, and this, and this. And you would say, okay, but why? And then you're like, what? Like, that's the sense that, that we got from necromancy when we were working on some of those things. So, we'll, we'll, we'll say that it wasn't as, transfer, as transformative as it was hoped to be. But I think the thing that we do walk away with in the end for necromancy was that it brought power to people who didn't have it before. And by power, I just mean raw deeps. It's fun. For what it is, it's fun. But, and at the end of the day, I guess that's all you really can ask for, right? I mean, I don't know. It just didn't make combat doable for me. Yeah. And, And let's also not forget that Immediately, you know, in, in a few weeks after necromancy, people got 120 and got bored of it because in the eyes of, like, the, the people at the very, very top end of the PVM spectrum, it made everything too easy. Yeah, and, and I, I never the gear understood prices that. There. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Like, I was, I was able to do the same things that I was able to do before, but I was not able to do anything that I wasn't able to do after right like it was it, it just didn't change I, I didn't all of a sudden all of a sudden i could do a rack that's not how it worked for me yeah okay and you know what i feel like we needed to have this discussion maybe we should have had this discussion back in september or october but we were we were otherwise occupied weren't we i think that this is Looking back on the year and being able to, you got to have time and distance to reflect, right? Like, we wouldn't have had the same conversation because even though, like, I was feeling it at the time, I don't want to believe it. I'm still holding out hope, right? With enough distance, you can go, well, this is the way it is. Here it is, warts and all. Some stuff was really fun, some stuff didn't change. All right, fair enough. Uh, anything else on necromancy? No. Okay, we're good. Um, and what what I think we have described up to this point is a year that was a roller coaster, right? <laughs> I mean, oh, you could say that again. Like, mm-hmm. and that was also true in the community sense, not only in the content sense. We had new community manager Mod Doom come onto the scene in February. We had him for a behind the crown in the middle of the year. We had the blow up regarding the soul die, which I'm sure we are all happily that we forgot about. We have other blow ups to worry then about. Then we had so. Hero Pass. Mm-hmm. And then we end the year with some of the most revered updates of the year by the community. Sorry, revered? Is that the right word? That that that's a good adjective, right? Cherished? Cherished. We're okay, talking, cherished. Are we talking yeah. Yeah, okay. Like the community hit lists. Um yeah. the uh-huh. the Christmas event this year. 
Yeah, that's like, sure. <laughs> it, it's just yeah. been such a roller coaster on the community side, on the update side. And I, I think you, I, I don't know if this is pre show or at the very beginning, but Tannis, you said it best. This was like the Menophos year, 2017. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. So, um, let's talk about that Christmas event because that that one definitely needs to be talked about here. Uh, obviously, at the end of that roller coaster of a year, I feel like we finally got the holiday event everybody'd been asking for. Yeah. We got the new seasonal skilling hub. We got the Christmas yep. quest. We got an event that doesn't have too much monetization in it. Granted, of course, we still have wrapping paper, the treasure hunter purple Santa hat, but overall I did not hear a bad thing about the, the Christmas event and quest this year. And I think that's what everybody always wanted too was that quest, that quest that we got with that. Um, Siren, we haven't talked to you on the main podcast since, since this came out. How, how did you feel about Christmas, the Christmas event stuff? <sighs> I like it. I I really enjoyed the city. It everything looked lovely. Um, big fan. I I mean that to me, it, that was the energy that I needed to get out of the Christmas quest. Right, like that's the whole thing. Um, a lot of the the, the stuff with these Christmas events, I feel there is this need to have like this Christmas delivery thing and these daily things and that to me it's fine i get it that's how games work around uh around christmas but just decorating the cities to me was the thing that oh yeah it goes back to like 2006 and how they did that yeah like that to me was like i just love the energy that brought and the the christmas spirit so yeah (laughs) christmas spirit yeah and and my my thing is, can you capture that in all the other updates of the year? Not the Christmas aspect of it in in particular, but just how people enjoy the content and latch on to it. They can, but they have to. They you have to do things like this that actually brings in all these different aspects and together makes this like what we called it, a total package. Um, it, it, it's either you, you got to do things like that or you got to do something bold. And, yeah. you know, like and when I say bold, it, it it doesn't necessarily need a ton of tech behind it. I mean, look Necro- at the... Necromancer was bold. Well, yeah, it was. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, something more along the fresh start lines look at what look at what just adding a logistical challenge to the game can do and look what it did in leagues like just that oh we're going there we're going there aren't we but just that one little tweak makes it a completely different experience that i'm trying to think about and figure out and like that's the shit that would keep rs3 vibrant think about i mean it's the same game we've been playing and how many ways can we play the same game give us some different things right like i'm saying it doesn't have to be technically like i said huge. like i said in week two of old school leagues bring trailblazer to rs3 
Oh, dude. I mean, uh, if you could do those things, I think we have another 20 years. Here's a here's a here's a thought. And this isn't on the script or on the list. So be proud of me for that. <laughs> no, you're going to monologue. I'm not proud of you. No, I'm not going to monologue right now. <laughs> what if the solution to moving RS3 into the next 5 to 10 years is to going the old school route minus the poles. Uh, you can't. What do you mean? What what route? Like no, no. no. I mean, you keep you, you obviously have to keep the monetization because I don't think the product team would would let that happen. Yeah. But I mean, minus okay, minus the MTX, minus the polls. Do the old school route. Extensive community consultation. Extensive community discussion. I, back and forth, left and right. I think if you say that and you say no MTX and no polls, I don't think you understand how the old school community works. Because I think they are a fundamental part of it. See, that's actually talk, a good point. That's actually that, a good point. That when yeah. when we talk about um, they are different. It's true. Yes, they are. Like if you talk about. Um, um, what's the word? Passion. The thing is, with MTX, right? The moment you have MTX, it um, it changes the incentives, right? It shows the company we're here to make money, and it automatically creates a chasm between the developers and the community and you can never bridge that you can try but i think we have seen problems too often for that to be mendable at this point so do you get you get at it then with with seasonal seasonal things right like give us different things it doesn't always have to be like a big, huge piece of content. It can be just a twist on something that's already there. Like, yeah. Uh, like, that's what, are you, me. what that's are you referring to? Like, like okay, um, where um, if, if you cordoned off, let's just say you cordoned off different regions of the game. And said you you can only access these certain places. Now you have to theory craft on well, what do, where do I want to be for what I'm trying to do? You know, or what if you took some kind of aspect from um from Darkscape where you were you had like human smugglers like right like you couldn't take things from one district to another unless you were on foot and you know you couldn't different banks were in different regions. There's there's plenty of things that you could do, I, I think. that. So are you saying to do this then to kind of just keep RS3 fresh and going then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just something for to have 
but just like and, what and, and see, has with leagues. And see, I feel like the the majority of the the dev team is probably tied up with existing headlining content that I don't know that they would have the ability to do that anymore in this day and age. But that's where I think the community will have to. We're going to have to make a choice whether we continue to want the next new sword or bow or do we want to keep this game fresh and fun and playable every day because once i have the toys at some point you you're going to get bored doing the same exact thing right and and my daily rs3 has become you know gather dinosaur roars gather flasks maybe do a reaper task when yak track was up do the yak track tasks and you know based off of that that's how I trained my skills, and that's what I chose to level up. But now without yeah. Yaktrek, what am I going to do? I'm going to go do dailies. Hey, maybe one of your maybe one of your seasonal events is a survival mode. Well, we know how that could work. We did it with um, the Dimension of the Damned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there, but there's all kind that kind of stuff to me is fun, and I'm going to jump into it and do it every single time. So that's where I think the future lies or could lie, should lie. Yeah. And and see that's the thing. It's a it becomes a question of, you know, what what is RS3 aside from the uh the headline updates, the Christmas stuff, the double XP stuff. And I feel like that gap that you're talking about there is where they go. And I, I realize this has almost become uh, what what to expect in 2024 and where do we go from here kind of thing. But we still do have yeah. a couple of sections uh, to talk about there. But it, it really illustrates the, the question of RuneScape 3's future, I think, based on what we saw this year. I see Sirion nodding along. Do you have anything for the audio people to say in addition to that? No, I think, I think it's right. I think as... Grim as it sounds, we're fighting a losing battle trying to keep adding on content to the end. It doesn't work, right? People will finish even a completely new combat skill within a week. <laughs> right? If they really want to. Yeah, you can't keep pouring death hours into that. Like the upgrades we are getting are bigger and bigger and bigger and they take longer and longer and longer and it just isn't sustainable anymore for what we're getting back for it. I, I wonder... think we need we need to be smart, not work hard. No, work work smarter, not harder, right? That, right. That's, and... I, I do wonder what the necromancy metrics look like for people in the mid tier though. That would be interesting to hear yeah. about. But sure. Sure. I'm just looking at player numbers, right? Like yes, they can't we can't compare archaeology and necromancy. There was this whole worldwide pandemic going on. But if you look at the number of players before archaeology and after, uh it up, went up and stayed I, up. It went up and stayed up, and the first time that it went lower, if I remember correctly, uh, that it went lower than uh, the day or the time before archaeology was the week after Hero Pass dropped. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> Which was about a month Oopsie. after, after <laughs> necromancy. Necromancy didn't even get close to getting the amount of the, the spike. No, there was no bump. There was there no was a, was hardly a bump. Um, and um, like the number of players that archaeology hit on launch has never been. And before, and to be fair, it was also a really bad time to release necromancy in the summer before people go back to school, before they go back to work, when Starfield was coming out, when people are on vacation, <laughs> so on and so forth. Well, yes, there's that. But yes. once again, details. Shane. But then, then I then I think back about Fresh Start Worlds. How many people logged on for Fresh Start Worlds? How many people kept playing Fresh Start Worlds throughout? A large portion of it. Oh, that's another thing from the start this of guy. this year. We never heard anything about Fresh Start after it ended. You never hear the stuff. The stuff that we liked and we think is like successful, you never hear about that. No, um, but like, how much time did it take them to implement Fresh Start Worlds? Wouldn't well, exactly. Be but was it more expensive than an entire new skill and combat system? I don't think no. so. No, no, there was no way. No. No way it was that expensive. <laughs> you need to set up a few separate worlds. You even had to pay like a... A, a membership a fee. Yeah. A membership fee for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Because it was a completely separate character. So it's like, it's literally, you set up a bunch of worlds, you set up some global XP modifiers. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's not a new skill. Well, who cares if it's easy? It was fun. I don't give a shit what it and is, it, as long as it's fun. And it was like 16 weeks, <laughs> if I remember correctly? Yes, it, I had a blast. 16 weeks, and I saw so many people who played all 16 weeks of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're not We're not even 16... Are we, well, We're probably about 16 weeks after Necromancy launch right now, right? That's, that's four months. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To the day, actually. To the day, we are four months after necromancy. And I quit doing necromancy about three months ago. <laughs> I think all that needs to be said is said there. Yeah, yeah and, and other things too that I, I don't want to go into right now, but I'm convinced I'm convinced we need to. Tannis, you know what they are. I don't know, Sirion, you know what they are, but Tannis, you know what they are. I think we need to go into those in 2024. Yeah. So, ay, ay, ay. Okay, let's 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 freshen up the plate a bit. Speaking of freshening up, um, there was a whole there was a whole boatload of graphical updates this year. Oh yeah, mod Blackwitch, mod Alex, and team hit it out of the park in all of these. Was this their name for it, or did you call it this series on the Gilinar Glow Up? That was that name. Okay. That name. Which featured Karamja, the Lumbridge Swamp, Shiloh Village, Brimhaven, um. Crandor, Taverly, Southern Asgarnia, Catherby, Drainer Village, Port Serum, as well as, later on, the Dungeons and Sewers, Varrock Sewer, Edgeville Dungeon, the Polypore Slayer Dungeon, amongst others, and more to come. Uh, the Polys, yeah. Polypore? No. Yeah, that's Pol- what it's called. Pol- mm-hmm. Polnevneach Slayer Dungeon. Oh, that's I the- thought you meant oh, the Polypore oh, Slayer Dungeon. Oh, yeah. But I can't say smoking. that word, so I say Poly. Say <laughs> Smoking Kills Dungeon. There we go. Yeah, smoking the Smoke Kills Dungeon. dungeon. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that one looked really, really. Yeah, sweet. that one. That one was my favorite out of the bunch there. Um, a whole bunch of texture updates in free-to-play areas as well. Um, they fixed saturation and vibrance on all the outfits 
so love your, it so much. My pants are actually green now. Trousers. Oh my. Okay. My, it's a British game. It's a British game. My, you don't my walk fa- around in your pants in this game. You walk around in your trousers. Well, I walk around my knickers. What about you? <laughs> um, Arendar, Underground Pass, ZMI Altar, Entrena, and more to come, including the uh, Fremenic area. Oh, looking forward. I saw some, some previous yeah. screenshots. Relica. Damn, that looks good. I I can't wait for that to get out there just because the it doesn't matter pick any one of those areas the best thing out of out of these graphical updates has been the for me the contrast that it's that it adds to the ground and it's so much easier to see and we were actually just talking to zant about this he said if you look into any of the areas even the ones that they're graphically updating every area now has its own unique color palette to it in a consistent style. These areas are done by people who know their stuff. Like this is like And you know what? Overworld these overworld areas are designed by environment artists and I am so grateful for it. And you know what? It's they not... started as game jam projects. I know and Honestly, they are this close to being the update of the year for me because mm-hmm. I was just w- running around doing all the Christmas decorations and Varrock and Falador and Lombridge. And even before you put all the Christmas decoration anywhere, it's just it's night and day how good those areas look these days. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we also got updated retro armors too, amongst other things. Some new... Uh, Player cosmetic Whoop outfits as well. Do. <laughs> I like my I like my Ceridoman rune armor. I had our, I, look. I already got mine before this, so you know. Which one is that? The the dragon ornamental. Oh, okay, it's, fair. Yeah. But is this the? Are, are we finally at the point now where we can say do our doyen and to Yanil and call it a day and have most of the world finally be updated? Uh, did because they that's the troll really. Area? Did they do the troll area yet? Uh, they did not do the troll area yet. That's the one I'm looking forward to. That was on their poll, but uh, Relica and whatnot won out. Yeah, Relica's good. I think. I mean, all the islands, the islands there in the sea, like Luna Island, could be like mix Luna Island with what, how Arceus looks like in in Zaya on old school, and like, mwah, great. I want. I want that. Kind of. Oh, dude. We could do... I feel like there's so much potential in Lunar Island. Mm. Could make it like the Mage's place in ESO. You know, the one chain where you do the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have they done Mauritania yet? Yeah, they did. Mm, which time? Um, they did the Patadomus area, at least, and the Slayer mm. Tower. Okay. They yeah, it would be good if they do the now. Swamp and, like, uh, Darkmire. And uh, Maya Ditch definitely need a. Yeah. But the problem with that is who goes there aside from people doing the quest? People go to Dark Mayor. Maya Ditch, less so, but at least put new textures, let new textures in there, I guess. That should not be too too hard. And, And this is the problem I have it's how do you marry 
this game that looks so wonderful. But for people like me, who only have 120s left and trim and Master Quest, how it's do called, you get people like me playing it? It's called Trailblazer Reloaded. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's thank not reloaded. You. It's thank you. Trailblazer Free. <laughs> thank you. That's how you do it. Like, based on... Imagine if they had done all these graphical reworks before Fresh Start World. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd been that'd been awesome. And look at how much we learned. I I still think a lot of things this year was gained from from Fresh Start, and they learned. Oh yeah, all the mid level content stuff. Yeah, we got to push mean, them I on that. I learned a hell of a lot. <laughs> like we got to push them on that. It'll be fourteen months by the time we get back to it, but we got to push them on that and say, you know, what happened with Fresh Start Worlds? What was the initial or the internal thoughts on that? Why are you guys being so quiet about it? I, they don't want. I, maybe they don't want us to know just how much they made because I I know how much they made off me and my friends, and that wasn't nothing. <laughs> so if, if that went across the whole fresh start spectrum, they they did all right for four months of minimal dev. Yeah, because didn't didn't you say you put you know like a few of the max key packages in? Oh, I yeah. I mean, I I know I spent a couple hundred bucks, and all my friends spent more than I did. <sighs> yep. No, and 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 like just but, just that size right, no judgment. But, right? but to bring that it home, no, no, aside from judgment, and to bring it home. These graphical updates sell the game. The graphical updates sell the game. People come in and people spend money. Mm-hmm. We need these graphical updates. And I am so thankful that the people behind them chose to do them as game jam projects. Yeah. Now, the only thing we still need to come out of the Game Jam projects is Penguins in Space, the musical. Ooh. Has RuneScape ever had a musical? I mean, Star oh, Trek is their now first. Now you want one. So now, now, yeah, I might, be, I might be down for it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still think the, the bosses of that musical were great. Beatsmaster. Beatsmaster, <laughs> Beatsmaster Durzak, and Yamaharu. <laughs> Uh, uh, graphical updates more please more please uh, definitely a highlight point of the year honestly I think game gen projects are great and we talked earlier about do we need to do the old school model <sighs> I think game gen projects are what you get when you give developers free reign and I think most of the things that come out of game gems end up being people's Players' favorites. Yeah, they just hey, don't. Hey, hey, hey! End up- I, I got a task for you right now, Sirion. Log in to RS3, grab your enhanced Excalibur, and click the configure option, and go through the list of things you can tell it. Oh no, I know the, the show. I know. That, I know. That's why uh, a couple weeks back we had our show title for all intents and purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The thing is. Nobody will buy 
treasure hunter keys for that. Or through that. Yeah. But do enough of those and you end up with the number of players that old school has. And that is the paradoxical situation that we find ourselves in now more than ever. Yes. Because yes. so we have seen almost a shift from RS3 to old school. And I'm sorry, but an old school player just doesn't pay as much as an RS3 player. Sure, there's alts, but you just need more. And of isn't them. it a I sign think, that you I have a better I've... game if you can get more people playing? Depends on your definition of good. Right. And it depends on, you know, how you're looking at that spreadsheet at the end of the day. So. Uh, speaking of those game jams, I, 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 I think I think we've solved this at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, it is cool. It like... is it is it is capitalism has ruined RSV. There's your show title. Yeah, it did it again. It always ruins the nice things. Yeah, but how but it is fix, nice. Like how a... how to, how to fix RuneScape in the future? Communism. Problem solved. And I just want to a say for people... social democracy. You people, get an account. You get an account. You get an account. Also, I just want to say here, neither of these guys are communists. Just just so nobody comes comes after us. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a cold war anymore, Shane. Hey, I still worry about that. No, but what we did do that I think is cool is we turned an end-of-the-year show and we gave it a little bit of a little monthly bit treatment at the end. And, uh, but I still have one here. more you section, the quality here. of life updates of the year. Oh, not the quality of life updates. Because we were just talking about the Excalibur. I wanted to oh. mention... Is that QL? One... I mean, that's just Yeah, kind of fun, it is. Okay. Like, All one right, mind, familiars will no longer despawn on death and the persistent potion effects no longer clear when you die. Oh well, yeah. Okay, yeah, that came with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Shift that click to good. drop. God, that was that's just such a godsend. No power mining <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> no more moaning zombie. Oh, mm. I I turned off ambient sounds because of that. Mm. <laughs> you do a pretty good impersonation. <laughs> It's because I've listened to it for the last, like, two freaking years every time I'm in a uh, bank. What about the logout timer increasing to 15 minutes? Oh, beautiful. Right? It's I mean, that's great. Yeah. It's just a little bit silly. It's locked behind the Jagex account. <laughs> that is the weirdest well, it's ten minutes now. If you, it's yeah. 10 minutes for members now. Yeah, it's 10 minutes for members and 15 if you have a Jagex account, I think. Yeah. And I find it the weirdest upsell of Jagex accounts. But hey, I mean, at least it's not clearly, on like uh, some people thought it might be. Clearly, it's just True. a number in a config file they can tweak. <laughs> and they put it behind Jagex accounts. Uh, we're going to get them, we're going to get them on these accounts one way or another. Uh, what else do we got for quality of life updates uh, this year? You can kind of lump the graphical well, things into the- that, can't you? Yeah, I mean, the other things that I would put is 
four, four and three was for me. Those were the the QLL updates, of, like of the, the machines, the hotspots, and the ports, mm-hmm. and the miscellany, and all that. Yeah, I mean, I can literally check all of my stuff in one place. It's, I mean, that's just great. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't, and I can't think of any. That's the thing about about um quality of life they have such a huge impact and then when you try to think about them you don't remember them but every, you know they're huge when they come in make everything so much easier extra presets we have extra presets too we did not it's oh great. oh and and the preset you don't have to open the the bank anymore it loads the last last one yeah that was a good one too yeah and and see that's the thing, these kind of community hit lists, quality of life updates, go hand in hand with graphical updates, and I think I think you nailed it, Sirion. That's what builds player retention and keeps people coming in. So it 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 it, it gives you that level and sense of polish, that the game feels like somebody cares about it. And that's it, right? Like, you want mm-hmm. players to feel like you want them to feel respected and that you respect their time and yeah. their effort. And if you try and grab their cash at every particular moment, you're not any better than a mobile game. It's like, okay, now to finish building this building, you need to wait two hours or pay oh, two no. V-Bucks, right? Like that that kind of stuff. That's disrespectful to a player's time and effort. And I think there opinion. was a very real possibility that had mobile taken off in the emerging markets they were hoping for, RS3 could have yeah. went that way. Sure, but now now to bring this back, and this brings us back all the way to the start of the show, to Hero mm-hmm. Pass, right? I think what they failed to properly um, acknowledge as part of those changes is they were not respectful of the player's time and effort, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. They added the gameplay buffs. I don't think there's anything wrong with gameplay buffs. I like them. But people saw it as disrespectful to their achievements and to their effort and to their grinds that they had to do. Why did nobody articulate it in that way? Because we were busy chasing a white milk with math. How many people in the world do you know to have the ability to articulate their opinions on anonymous forums on the internet? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, moving on, and that that, and I think the, you know, the fact that Hero Pass came with a bunch of things like, oh yeah, it's going to replace Yak Track. Also, we turned all your challenge tokens into skips. We turned all your skips into skips. Right? Like we just did all of these things to you that you saved up without telling you in advance this was going to happen. And I think that you got started- like ten days notice only. Yes, exactly. So, all in all, I think what we have seen year-round is that one of the most important things is to be respectful to your players. Old school does this by running everything past polls. The RSV team needs to find a way to do this with their community. To show them we care, 
You're not just a cash grab. We care about you as a player and as a person. And I know the investors don't, but the developers do. They really do. I yeah. believe that. Yeah, let's let's be a hundred percent honest. Everybody on the dev team does, and you know, it's it, the interesting part is finding where that line is within Jagex of where it becomes about money and where it becomes about player. Runefest twenty four. Who's with me? That's it helps. Start. It, it helps. does. It helps. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go. <laughs> but it, 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 it is truly a thing, right? Like, yeah. the incentives are to make money, but developers are, like, game, the games industry is the biggest passion industry out there. Yeah. I, I will stand behind that 100%. Uh, that leads to uh, problems in the work culture, but it also means that we as players should count ourselves lucky if we have developers who spend their game jam time on building the things we really want. Mm-hmm. And, and I we think should also in... accept that things would be a lot worse if the uh, investors made all the shots and the developers oh. weren't there as a filter to try and make the best out of it. And I think Hero Pass was the best that they could make out of it. And we also need to remember that we are in a very fortunate situation with RuneScape 3 that so many of the devs, key devs, are actually players of the game who play the game a ton. Have, you know, the comp capes, the trim capes, the master quest capes, and the whole shebang and PVM and all that. And it's Mm -hmm. rare to find that in games for developers that play to that level. Like, we compare that to the Star Trek Online dev team, the public ones at least. There's only two to three of them who actually play the game and know what's going on in the game, mechanically. I don't say that you absolutely need to do that, but it helps. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't think that somebody could come to RuneScape and all of a sudden they're going to be, or come from Jagex and all of a sudden they're going to be the like hot shot dev over a rock star on the next GTA 6, right? Like, I don't. It feels like that would be. Yeah, I don't think you. Could somebody that that, that, that played all no. of, you know all of the GTAs is like, I got this. Hold on, <laughs> you know, this is what I've always wanted to do. You know, lean out the window. And, but, but whatever, but uh, you know, it's that it's that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I think that binds, like you said, the core central thread of 23 and what needs to be focused on in 24. And that's probably a good point to leave it there, unless you guys have anything else, because I, I feel like we came in with the idea of summarizing 23, but we, in effect, have also said... What needs to happen in 24 for things to be successful? We came in like a wrecking ball. I mean, this, this, you can't, you can't, you can't detach the year from the roller coaster that was the community, the the updates, and yeah. everything. Like, I, I know there was some discussion amongst our people about, you know, do we talk about Hero Pass? And I was like, absolutely, we talk about Hero Pass. I didn't want to talk about Hero Pass just because it took so much oxygen. But it's a thing that happened. And 
I mean, it happened, so I guess we can't, <laughs> can't ignore it. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, next year, I hope to ignore that it, anything had ever happened that way. But, but we yeah. shall see. We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Um, anything else from you guys before we go? Nah, I'm good. No, no. no. All right, sounds good then. Uh, well, in that case, very Merry Christmas. Oh, wait, one uh, more thing. Oh. Overall, at the end of the day, I got my money's worth. I got my premier's money's worth. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Fair point. I mean, how much how much more can you, can you get than that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. If you're happy that with is, the game, I, 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 I love I love that that insight. Like I, I'm thinking about it. Like there's so much to complain about, but in the end, I paid like sixty bucks and I spent <laughs> so many hours on it. <laughs> Maybe it's not so bad. And that's why we do what we do here, each and every week. Any of you guys have anything left uh, before we go, Tannis, Mysterion? No, no, I think we covered everything. Alrighty. Well, uh, just the usual reminder, if you want the podcast delivered automatically to you, the best way to do that is to subscribe. Update.show slash subscribe. We're on all the podcast listeners out there. Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Casts, and more. And, of course, you can also find the YouTube versions of the show, or video version of the show, rather, on YouTube at youtube.com slash rsbnb. But, uh, nonetheless, a bit of housekeeping here. Next week uh, will be the clip show. So Merry Christmas, everybody. And after that, uh, we have a week off unless anything crazy happens. So with that being said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this look into 23 and what 24 needs to do. And with that, we'll be back next week for another episode of RSBNB Update. See you then, everyone. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye.